Hello, welcome back to Immature Politics with me, Terry Wang. And me, Cooper Smith. Today, we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico. Um, and, well, after uh, our, what, two-week hiatus? Is it? Was it two weeks? I it think was it was weeks, two right? weeks. Yeah. Because you were in Paris, and we just had this uh, uh, last Christmas, or... Uh, um, Thanksgiving break. Yeah, Thanksgiving break. Yeah, Thanksgiving break. A much-needed hiatus, honestly. Although, many things happened during the hiatus. Oh, yeah. Many. Many, many crazy things. And those crazy things are still going on right now. So, we'll see um, what happens in the upcoming days. But today, we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico. Um, personally, I think Puerto Rico should become a state. But I, I, we can, <laughs> we can, we're going to be discussing about that. In, in depth today. Um, along with that, we now have a sponsor for our episode. Our sponsor is Anchor, the streaming platform that we are recording from. So you'll definitely hear an ad coming way towards maybe, uh, I'd say, the end of this episode. So without further ado, let's begin. Cooper, would you like to start off? Sure. Okay. So my position on Puerto Rico, uh, I mean, for one, the acquisition of Puerto Rico as a territory from the Spanish was, uh, I mean, blatantly an act of imperialism. And <laughs> I'm against imperialist acts and an imperialist foreign policy, not because it is uh, not only in violation of my own uh, liberal morals, I suppose. <laughs> you have liberal morals? Yes, of course. My, mor- <laughs> my morals are very liberal. Okay, um, that's good. But I don't see imperialism as a viable uh, foreign or military policy to uh, sustain our uh, existence as a country, as a, at least as a stable country. Mm-hmm. Um, I am opposed to the idea of bringing in Puerto Rico as a state into the Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe that Puerto Rico, along with all of our other uh, territories, should be given their independence in the same way that we gave the Marshall Islands their independence, where they remain as uh, sovereign, independent uh, political entities outside of the uh, legal jurisdiction of the United States. Okay. But they still retain uh, a great deal of commercial, uh, monetary, and military relationships with the mainland United States. And I think that would be the best relationship that could possibly be had between uh the island territories such as puerto rico and the united states especially considering that under our current uh judicial precedent puerto rico and other island territories are not even necessarily treated as full territories themselves and are denied mm-hmm. uh fu- and are denied uh, various uh fundamental constitutional and civil protections okay um, is that all? Yeah, that's all. Okay. So, I'd say, well, it's definitely true that once you begin to, um, once you begin to expand and annex more territory, it definitely becomes much more difficult to be able to maintain stability within your own country. We've seen that with Austria-Hungary. We've seen that with um, Rome. 
Rome, yeah. Um, We've seen it not, with Britain. Britain, well, Britain was, I would we're say, a, we're a seeing slower. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. perhaps we're seeing it, it right now with Russia. Yeah, yeah, definitely with Russia. Um, but yeah, Great Great Britain was, I would say, like a gradual decrease. Um, Not entirely, but okay. Well, much much slower compared to other nations. Okay, um, perhaps. Yeah. So, while that is so, um, when it comes to the United States, um, I say the U.S. is in a way somewhat unique when it comes to their to our um, imperialistic ambitions or actions that we have undertaken as a nation in our history. Um, for example, so we have uh, Hawaii, there's Guam, there was the Philippines, there was Cuba. Cuba, there was Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands, yada yada. Um, in Hawaii's case, I'd say that was the one um, that was the one time in history where the U.S. definitely was maybe like, you know, overstretching it a bit. I mean, but we see Just now a little that... bit. <laughs> we see now that Hawaii is perfectly fine as a U.S. state. They have... <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. <sighs> Aside from their aside from Hawaii's internal issues, Hawaii doesn't Hawaii isn't like leading to the breakup of the United States. No, it's like it's doesn't it, it's not even significant enough. Or like Hawaii independence movements aren't even significant enough to be able to cause a major disruption. Um, and I mean, what like a lot of that what's unique about Hawaii is that since their culture is still very much preserved, I doubt that the native population, like, or what's left of it, um, still feels the need to be able to focus on their own independence. Um, when it comes to Guam, Guam is incredibly American. It, while the people there may not be, like, you know, may not be full-on American citizens, it is an extremely... They are, Amer- they are American citizens. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but they can't... They do have some limited rights, right? The territory um, itself has limited rights, but the yeah. citizens are allowed okay. to come to the mainland and participate in state elections when okay. they meet state qualifications. Okay. Yeah. So, Guam, while completely separate from the United States, is and looks quite literally like the United States. The people there are completely assimilated into America. And um, there's no there's no like other culture that could potentially lead to Guam splitting away. There's no need for Guam to split away because of how similar it is or how assimilated it is into the US system. I mean whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> For the Philippines, Philippines is a different story. It was completely different, had a completely different culture, not the U.S. keeping it. So we let them go. Cuba, same thing. Cuba is completely different, has their own separate culture, 
you know, definitely, definitely was um, a territory that we had to let go because we couldn't, we couldn't have been able to effectively assimilate. For Puerto Rico, it's a bit different. For Puerto Rico, in my eyes, it's Puerto Rico seems to be in that in between area. It's it feels American, but there's definitely still that separate culture. So, although Puerto Rico is slowly assimilating into the U.S. system, the most of the young inhabitants of Puerto Rico have not learned how to speak Spanish. Um, and the older generations are beginning to die off, which means there's more assimilation into the U.S. So I still believe that Puerto Rico should be and is on the track towards statehood because the, while currently their culture may not be in line with American culture, eventually they will assimilate and be like Guam and then would be perfectly fine to act as a U.S. state. It will be almost exactly like Hawaii. I mean, yeah, it's not attached to the U.S. mainland, and the culture might be a tad bit different, but it will function perfectly fine as a state, and there's nothing wrong with um, annexing it as U.S. territory or as, you know, a state. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. All right, so in response to that, I would say that from all perspectives of uh, analyzing uh, the history of empires, uh, there are certain trends which have always led to the downfall, or certain practices, I should say, which have most always led to the downfall of empires. And those mm-hmm. activities have been uh, related toward the, towards the annexation of territory. It is never good for an empire to annex territory in which which is uh, geographically isolated from the mainland and capital. <clears throat> Uh, in which the inhabitants are ethnically, linguistically, and culturally separate from the mainland and the capital, and in which their political system and laws are uh, disconnected and uh, incompatible with uh, the mainland and capital. And uh, I would say that it was a mistake to bring Hawaii into the Union, uh, even just because of its geographic isolation. I mean, one of the strongest arguments that was posed during the Revolutionary War uh, for American uh, breakaway from uh, uh, from the United Kingdom or Great Britain at that time, I should say, uh, an argument made by Thomas Paine, oh, Common yeah. Sense, Be- was yeah, as to know. why uh, a tiny island across the sea should govern uh, the 13 colonies. And the same argument can be brought about today with uh, our island states and territories it may not happen yet uh, but it could happen and that could have disastrous consequences towards the cohesion of the union as a whole i mean we already had uh, a secessionist movement in the south at on at least two separate occasions um and they were right they were in the mainland so i wouldn't say that it's completely out of the end even then the south could be seen at as more uh, culturally assimilated uh, with the rest of the United States than uh, the island territories are. So uh, I would say that to annex these territories into the Union would be disastrous 
towards the cohesion of the union as a whole and towards the cohesion of our political system. Okay. Um, so you brought up the Thomas Paine argument and I would say, okay, yeah, that is valid. Um, but the issue is, well, we're discussing smaller islands. So it's kind of reversed right now. But um, another thing is, at that time, at the time of British colonialism and even Austria, Austrian, Hung- Austro-Hungarian um, expansionism, at that time, they didn't have the amount of globalization that we had today. Today's globalization allows almost all cultures to be extremely connected. The American culture has quite literally influenced almost all cultures. And um, I think that now is more than ever, you know, well, is more easier than ever to be able to assimilate any territory, starting from Guam to Puerto Rico, into the United States. So it's, I doubt that the annexation of Puerto Rico, along with any other U.S. territory, could lead to the collapse of the American, of, of the United States, because their, their influence as smaller island territories doesn't, doesn't even come close to matching the influence of the United States. And, I mean, in no way would overstretch the U.S.'s resources or, or capabilities of being to defend its own territory. Well, yes, but even if they aren't, well, for one, uh, simply because the roles are reversed doesn't necessarily mean that there uh, is a similarity between the case with the United States and Great Britain. Uh, simply because of the fact that there is a geographic distance uh, that does contribute towards a sort of animosity, I suppose you could say. Um, And yes, even though that the United States military resources are greater than those of all the island territories that we have combined, the need to use those military resources in the first place to suppress insurrection from the island territories would lead to a breakdown in Uh, the stability of our political system, because it would require extra governmental action um, beyond the the government's uh, restricted authority. Uh, We we saw this during the Civil War with Lincoln and the the, uh, extra legal methods that he took towards uh, suppression of uh, anti-union sentiment, uh, much of which was unconstitutional. Uh, we were lucky mm-hmm. in that situation that uh, he restored constitutional limitations after uh, after the union was uh, was restored. Yeah, and that's why we remember him as a great statesman. But we have do not nearly have as many great statesmen today uh, as we did back then, and none of the statesmen that we do have today could ever be compared towards the virtue that was possessed by Abraham Lincoln. So I fear okay. that. If such a situation were to occur today in which mm-hmm. uh, a sort of emboldening of the executive were to happen today, as it did under Lincoln, uh, mm-hmm. under the current administration or another administration in the future, I do not believe that they would restore the limitations onto their executive power as Lincoln had done. 
Okay. So. Okay. I mean, I want to bring I want to bring the discussion back to, um, how Puerto Rico and Anwood could lead to destabilization. I I don't I just don't understand like annexing them, the annexation of Puerto Rico and turning them into a state. I see no downfall. Or, or I mean, not downfall, but like, I don't see any, um, any issues or any problems that could arise from annexating uh, from the annexation of Puerto Rico. There's no. It doesn't seem like there's any issues or problems. Well, there is. There are incredible issues. I mean, animosity for like one. What? There okay. is an animosity uh, that Puerto Ricans have towards. Uh, the federal government, especially towards, uh, especially okay. as it pertains to um, uh, domestic aid for hurricane recovery, uh, and that, well, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, a great deal of that again, has to do with the corruption that exists in the territorial government itself. But P- Puerto Ricans naturally, and maybe the president, huh? Maybe the most president. certainly the president, most certainly the president. Yeah, um, yeah. but Puerto Ricans. Uh, project that sort of anim- that animosity not just towards uh, the territorial government or to the executive itself but to the United States as a whole I mean r- remember mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans uh, or rather Puerto Rico itself and, and the, uh, the, the, the the pretenses under which we went to war with Spain was to free Puerto Rico from Spanish oppression uh, and then we yeah. came in we annexed the territory. We, well, yeah, we didn't annex the territory, but we brought the territory under our uh, jurisdiction, and then we yeah. proceeded to strip them of their territorial rights, uh, and that is bound to create an animosity amongst the Puerto Rican people. Uh, and uh, I just, I don't think that if we were to annex Puerto Rico as a as a state and give them uh, representation in the House and Senate. Uh, and in the elect in the electoral college, that they would, uh, that their animosity would go away in any sense. In fact, I think that they would use it uh, against, uh, or rather, rather as a means of revenge against the United States, as has been the case with any people that have been uh, subjugated or oppressed by a uh, imperial power, and then they proceed to take power themselves. It happened in Rome. It happened in Austria-Hungary. It happened in. Uh, uh, many other countries. It happened in uh, uh, the Macedonian Empire. It happened in uh, the Iranian Empire. It's just a tr- it's a trend so, of empire. So you're saying you're fearful that once Puerto Rico becomes a state, that in a way it will become like a rebel state. Yes. Or um... part of okay. part of the unity that we have in the United States today. Is that we have moved to we have uh, moved towards this greater sense of American identity, and that's crucial uh-huh. towards the cohesion not only of our nation but also of our government and our legal system and our political systems. If Puerto Rico were mm-hmm. to be annexed as a state, uh, I do not believe that that um, sense of Puerto Rican identity would go away, and I don't think that any sense of American identity would get any stronger. In fact, yeah. perhaps the Puerto Rican identity would strengthen because uh, 
whereas currently uh they receive uh, rather puerto ricans can come to the mainland and receive uh benefits that citizens receive uh they would have to um uh, they would be held to the same obligations that states have uh, in all regards to um, taxation and things of that sort. And I think mm-hmm. that would build, build a greater animosity uh, towards the United States as if it's a, a greater form of really? subjugation than what they previously had. Mm-hmm. That's one of my fears. So, but I, you have to understand we have... We have gone through this process before of annexating an island nation or an island and being able to be perfectly fine with that. I mean, we had Hawaii. So if Hawaii, I mean, I'm sure, answer this for me. Did the Hawaiians have the same animosity towards the United States when the United States came in and took their land? Uh, I do not know. I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable. Okay. I, I don't know enough about... Uh... Hawaii, the the uh, pretenses of Hawaiian annexation as they do towards Puerto Rican annexation. Okay. Well, let's assume that, well, with common sense, that any group that's being annexated would have some animosity towards their annexators. So then, I mean, would it be safe to say that um, that since we were able to successfully annex Hawaii and assimilate them into the union that we can't just do the same thing with Puerto Rico. At if it's time worked of, before, at, then at the why time not? of Hawaiian annexation into the union, had there been mm-hmm. a crisis, a, a, a yeah. crisis in terms of water and food shortages, uh, fuel shortage, uh, energy shortages, uh, and a failure of the mainland to provide uh, recovery and aid for the territory when they were brought into the union. Mm-hmm. If yeah. there was animosity that was held by Hawaiians when they were annexed into the union, which I imagine there were, mm-hmm. uh, and I imagine that they have died down sufficiently, uh, though I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say it's safe to say that at this moment. Yeah. Uh, Puerto Rico is operating under much different circumstances. To annex them at this mm-hmm. time would be disastrous for the union, and if we were to annex well, them, yeah, if we were to yeah. annex them into the union, it would have to be much, much later than this current time period, and much more would have to, and much would have to be done uh, to improve the situation in Puerto Rico uh, in order to reduce the okay. animosity that is held towards the United States. Uh, but even then, I don't necessarily think that that animosity would die away simply because of mm-hmm. the history and the relationship that has always been held with it, with uh, the United States and Puerto Rico. I just don't think okay. that they are compatible in any way whatsoever. Okay. Um, so when do you think it would be the right time to annex Puerto Rico? There is no right time to annex Puerto Rico. Okay. <laughs> there will never be a right time okay. to annex Puerto Rico. Okay, so then would the best course of action to be just letting them be independent? Independent with the same relationship that we hold with the Marshall Islands. I believe that is the best case. Okay. I mean... Okay, then. Um, That's understandable. It's just that 
for me, I mean, I will always reference Hawaii because if we're able to do it once, then just why not do it twice? That was the that was the same view that was held by the Austrians, and the Romans, (laughs) and the Germans. Yes, that's true. And and the 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 Netherlanders, and the the Dutch, the Netherlanders, Uh, Netherlanders. Netherlanders, Yes, that is (laughs) the proper. uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Label, I suppose. Uh, It happened with the Spanish. Mm Happened with yeah. the Portuguese. It's happened with every empire. Okay. Just a little bit okay. more land. That's been okay. those are the, those have been the death words of every empire. Okay. Well, um, looking at the time, I think it's safe to say that we should begin our closing arguments. So, um, since you started with your opening statement, I guess I'll. Uh, start off with the closing statement. Um, Puerto Rico has, well, in its current state, is in no shape to be annexed by the United States. However, at a future time, I would say maybe 20 years in the future, if we're able to successfully rebuild Puerto Rico and in fact, improve Puerto Rico, then I think we would be we would be able to be in the most opportune situation to annex them into the Union. There's nothing wrong with annexing Puerto Rico. In fact, their Puerto Rico is in the perfect situation to be annexed. It's well, I'd say fairly close to the mainland. Um it is, well, currently now, it is easier than ever to assimilate Puerto Rico into the Union. And I see no downsides with, with the annexation of Puerto Rico. The idea that it can create discourse and um, chaos within the Union seem to be mainly just fears that obviously do not take into account the fact that we were able to successfully annex Hawaii, who in a way was in a similar situation as Puerto Rico. So I'd say let us go through with annexing Puerto Rico. In fact, let's have Puerto Ricans have their own um, referendum if they want. Um, But the current situation definitely is not the right situation to annex Puerto Rico. Definitely sometime in the future when relations between Puerto Rico and the United States are much, much better. And especially not with our current president. That's all I have to say. All right. Uh, I would say that the United States, uh, with the current possession, well, with the current extent of our jurisdiction covering the mainland and Alaska is our carrying capacity for a stable Republic. Um, I would say that the annexation of Puerto Rico or other Island territories uh, would be uh, another symptom of the, uh, uh, the final years of an empire and that it could 
spell our uh, our disunion. Uh, I believe that the best course of action for the United States and for Puerto Rico and the island territories uh, is to establish commercial, military, and monetary relationships uh, as opposed to political ones, like we have uh, done with uh, the Marshall Islands. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe that Puerto Ricans and uh, the residents of the other island territories should have more uh, full autonomy over their political systems uh, and that they should uh, freely choose uh, the type of government that they want and how they would go about creating this government without intervention from the United States, uh, which can only create animosity. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much my final statements on the matter. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of Immature Politics on the topic of Puerto Rico. Um, we'll be back next week with another new episode. Um, this time on time. On time, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see what else. Our topic will be, let me take a look at my notes here. Um, well, that's interesting. We don't really have a, um, a planned topic for next week, but I will definitely be on it and we'll definitely be coming to you with another great episode next week. Um, I'd say possibly on recent events, possibly on some other issue that's hitting the media right now with some other craziness. So we'll definitely let you know um, in the coming week. And uh, that's about it. Cooper, do you have anything else to nope. say? Okay, well, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.